We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Uh, we have a yay, yay. Full, full show today. Whoa, whoa. Oh, well, what on, is happening? Are you snoozing ah, over there? yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they didn't even give you a second to introduce yourself. No, I was gonna. Say, I was waiting for you to do something. I don't got nothing. All right, boss is devastated. <laughs> he just got that alert from Fanduel. What's that? Right now, you just said it before. Oh, we that. Uh, yeah. Well, we were in Pennsylvania last weekend, and I come home. I don't know what I was checking. I think it was Sunday or Monday. I was like, let me. I wanted to see something, and I open it. The first thing that pops up, you can now bet on the app from Pennsylvania. I'm like. <laughs> I wish I would have knew this uh, 24 hours ago. Yo, blessing or a curse for him that he got that alert when we weren't in Man. Pennsylvania. It's an obvious blessing. <laughs> That's not true, though. It was, there was an opportunity to make money. Or lose it. Or lose it. But this not with that <laughs> Or win it and eventually lose it. Yeah. yeah. That's probably one. <laughs> there you go. Or lose it and try to win it back and lose more. Yeah, that's also another option. <laughs> but, you know, that's just how it goes. Especially you. So you could have boss will win ten million dollars and be like, "Well, this isn't my money." So like, let it ride, just, king. Yeah, because all right. So when, so when I gamble, and I, hypothetically, if I win ten million dollars, I didn't plan to win ten million dollars. <laughs> what? That, like I did Like it happened. So it's like this is awesome. I don't know what to do with myself with ten million dollars. So I might as well gamble some more and try to make more money. Obviously, I want to save some of it, not all of it. But when is it enough? I'm not saying I'm not um, saving all of it. Probably like five million, I'd save. Yeah, I'd go fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, you guys are wild. You say that until you win ten thousand dollars in your life. Is that's ten thousand dollars is enough? Ten million to like or ten thousand? Get well, like a passion project off the ground. Well, I did. I did that when I won. When I was winning in DraftKings, feels like an eternity ago. It would be nice if we could win. <laughs> coming up soon. But, I actually won in DraftKings this weekend. But like, I I hit like a, a I had like a twelve thousand dollar weekend, and I withdrew the six k. Like, I always just withdraw the half, and then that's when I started getting crazy, and I started winning more because I was playing in bigger tournaments. 
your scores aren't as high, aren't aren't needed to be as high as others. So it I, is a gift and a curse. Just remember that one bet where I lost that seventeen fifty that I'll never see again. Yeah, man. Yeah, never see that seventeen. Was it a bad yeah. beat? Because <laughs> you remember those. I'm just playing. Okay. But I I did my latest bet. I bet twenty dollars on the Rockies to win on the money line against the Reds when I went to the game and I won. I got forty one dollars. Like that. Nice. It's probably my biggest win of all time. <laughs> it's a solid win on the bachelor party, <laughs> That's though. That's it. That's fire. Dude, I bet. Remember that UFC card I bet when I bet Bam Bam? Yeah, oh, yeah. Barbarina. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Versus Luke. Luke. Yeah, he, was, he was winning the entire oh, my fight. God, the entire time. We're like, wow, this guy's like. Oh, no, I bet the distance. I bet the distance. Oh, he was yes, losing. He did. was losing. He was getting his ass kicked, right? But he just was up the whole tough, time. Tough and in the last seconds of the round, he's like up alert and throwing bombs and like. Whatever, just super alert. And I'm like, oh, I got this. He got knocked out with three seconds left. Dang. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was That's like, a it's, bad it's over. That's a bad because beat. in the first, I was going to say the first inning, in the first um, round, he got knocked down. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, probably not a good bet, Joe, like blah, blah, blah. And then he kept getting up from these big bombs. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Because I don't think he ever been knocked out at that point. And then three seconds left. It's terrible. But bad it beats. Bad. Any bad beats, Nick, of memory? <laughs> how, how long you want yo, this podcast to go? But, yo, you never remember your big hits. Or maybe your big... All right, you remember, like, yo, your yeah, biggest yeah, hit. But yeah, you don't yeah. remember, like, your great hits or, like, your last second hits. But you remember your bad beats. Okay, all the time, you're going to like this one. You remember when Kilpatrick used to play for Cincinnati? Drake College, Kilpatrick? College basketball. Wait. Oh, Sean Kilpatrick. Sean Kilpatrick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were, like, a 24-and-a-half point favorite in the tournament. And they were up, like, maybe 27 a dude took a half court three. <laughs> Backboard covered it. I was like, yo, this is why I don't bet on kids younger yeah. than me that aren't professional athletes. I've had a lot, man. I've had a lot. I was on the the, the wrong end of the Des Brian catch play. Like, it's just the worst. That one's that one's horrible. I had Seattle in the Super Bowl when when they didn't hand it off to Marshawn. Like, there's a lot of them. I could go on and on. One of my great ones that turned out really bad was the Indians to win the World Series in 2016. When they were up three one, I bet them before the the postseason at like mm. four to one. Then they, the magic came, and the Cubs took over. The and, Cubs, and then the Rajay Davis moment, I was like, "Yo, let's fucking go!" Like they can't lose now. You were the only person outside of Cleveland rooting for the Indians in that probably, series. That probably was. <laughs> and I thought it was gonna work out. Like, Yo, three one, they're cursed. It's over. Didn't hedge anything. Lost. Mm. Yo, Never right. hedge, by the remember way. Remember the year that the Giants were like, um, like. Eight different things had to happen for them to make the playoffs, and we're like, "Yo, we should parlay it," and then it ended up going like seven and one. No, it was like, "Yo, it might have been like three years ago," and it was like, "Yo, the Giants can make the playoffs." Well, the last time the Giants made the playoffs, it was like all these scenarios had to fall into place for them to make the playoffs. Oh, okay. And we just said like, "Out of like, yo, our luck, they're not gonna make the playoffs, so let's just bet all these do. outcomes." So like, if they don't make the playoffs, it means these outcomes all hit. Right. But if if we lose our parlay, the Giants will be in the playoffs. And then it ended up going like like six and one. So we lost the one thing that would have kept the Giants out the playoffs. <laughs> I love hedging shit like that. It's like, well, I'm going to be happy either way. <laughs> yeah. So fuck it. Yeah, I never hedge. It's not it, really a hedge. It's, it's a fake nah, hedge. Nah, that is a fake hedge because it's like your fandom. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. my listen, fandom against my money. I'm like, right, either right, way, right. I'll be happy here. Yo, know, hedging for the right price is worth it. Now, I, me and my pops went, put $300 on Liverpool to win the Champions League. And it was to win 2400 so when they got to the final and they were a big favorite, we're like, yo, look, we've already gotten the ticket on it. We paid it. And it's $300. It's not like we put 3 k where, right. you know, it would make sense to at least win some of our money back. 
So if it's a big enough investment and the return is high, I would hedge to at least break even. That's my thinking. That's true. That's true. It depends where the money is. Yeah. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about football. Yeah. Uh, Yo, today is the official today, start official of football. official day of football, as man. We're recording. It's weird that football is like already here. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it just ended? Sort as, of. Especially for a teacher, because football for me is a very bittersweet time <laughs> because everything ramps up. Like I got, I do Brodo Fantasy, the Brodo Fantasy podcast. I do this. I do teaching and it all happens at the same time. So when football is coming, it's also just like, it's almost like seeing those back to school for, in Kmart commercials. It's almost like right, that, but yeah. it's much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, I it's know all, this, it's this is the, the last end, month. It's also the end of summer. Yeah. Which like kind of lessens the blow that you got football at least. Yeah, that's why that's why the months of February through what eight March are the worst months because it's dead winter and it's no football. Like, right. What the, f- what the fuck is? And the it point seems of that? like forever ago that the <laughs> off season like moves were made. Yeah, like right. you say, it feels like the football draft. just ended. But if you like look at it in another way, like you know, the off season like off season signings like Le'Veon Bell signed, it feels like months ago. Yeah, and now it's like all right, now he's finally be back after a year and. A half. It's good. The way the NFL sets it up is so smart because you go straight from the Super Bowl into the draft and then into the from the draft into free agency. And then you get your summer months. You get a couple months to not really think about it. And then here we are again. OTAs. Yeah. It's nice, though. I'm excited. Um, so just like we've been doing every summer, we're going to go like division by division. Um, today, we're going to start with the uh, AFC North. So we're going to finish out the North today, AFC and NFC North. I'll give you like a little preview of it. Um, we got a couple categories that we're all going to hit. Yeah, if you guys have listened in the past, you know, it's like the addition, subtraction, and storyline of each division. Uh, we're kind of combining the entire North. So we'll do AFC and NFC. And, um, yeah, man, I, this is these are one of my favorite episodes that we start to do. Yeah, and don't forget, we're also going to have that, that preview for you at the end of the summer. So this is less yeah. a preview and yeah, more of like... Yeah, this isn't really giving picks. Yeah, this like is like this yeah. just leads into the it. preview. Right, right, it's right. Like a, it's like a hand job over the pants. It is, the teaser. I would say it's even inside the pants. All right, yeah. fair enough. Whoa. Yeah, for sure. But like not inside the boxers. Mm-hmm. Not inside the boxers too. Whoa. Yeah, man. We're getting frisky over here I mean, early. They, flesh on flesh. The prediction is, is all the way. I would say this is like second base. You all know? Right. Yeah, I don't know the bases. Is like jerking someone off second base? Jerking someone off his second base. So what's third? That's what I believe. Probably a mouth. Oh, getting sucked. Yes, yes, some sucking. Yo, the best name for a bar. (laughs) We were in Boston. There used to be a bar called Who's on First. Fire. Baseball bar. Do you know that old joke? What? Who's on first? I don't. Damn. What? I don't need that. It was. It was. It was. It's an old. It's an old joke from like Laurel and Hardy. Like who's on first? And the name of the guy is who? And it's like a like who's on first? Who? Yes, he's on first. Huh? What? Oh, okay, okay. And he's like, what? He's what? like, what's like, on second? What's on second? Yeah. <laughs> and Ha is on third. It's like, who? <laughs> it's funny shit. Yeah. It's like old school, like 50s funny. Yeah. It's a black and white. When, when movies were like three cents, like, yeah, that's exactly. hilarious. Um, all right, so anyway, let's get the biggest addition we have in the AFC North this season. Yeah, I would, I would like to start this off because I've had my eye on him for a while. We were just talking about FanDuel before, boss, and I think we definitely need to take a trip out here because... The Steelers drafted a dude, and now this is also rookies and free agents and whatnot that we're going with. Any addition. Coaching, and coaching staff. A, a, anything. Coaches, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love, I mean love Devin Bush. Fact. L-U-V love? love yeah, it. like 
with the emphasis. You know, like when you send a text and you emphasize your own text. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> it's like that. Um, this kid's a beast. I think the narrative of like the social media narrative has kind of taken over who wins these awards, whether it's NBA, NFL. I don't know so much about MLB, what like the talking points are to like, oh, this guy's going to win MVP or whatnot. But like, I know in the NBA and the NFL, like when social media gets behind something, it just like, it, it influences a lot of the voters. And I think one thing they're going to be hearing this year is Devin Bush's impact on the defense for the Steelers because what's been the downfall for the Steelers the last two, three years? Shazier not being there. Right. He's going to fill that hole right away. And I guarantee you, bro, they're going to be showing games where it's going to be like, Pittsburgh's defense last year, 28th against the run, and now they're 7th. And it's like the big addition is Devin Bush. This guy today I was reading, and I was talking to our, to our, our guy Danny, who a uh, big Steeler fan and whatnot. He's tweeting out all this shit. It's like, yo, the Steelers were in a five-wide set, and uh, Ryan Switzer caught a pass underneath, and like he went hash mark to hash mark in like .3 seconds and made a tackle on him. It's like this kid's going to be all over the field. The Steelers traded up to get him. Denver traded out of that position, which tells me, you know, getting a little off track, that the Broncos really like Daniel Jones. So when Daniel Jones got picked ahead of them, that's why they traded out of that slot. Pittsburgh came up. Anytime you trade up, it means that, you know, you think a guy's going to win now. We saw um, the pass rusher that the Saints took last year. They traded up in the draft to get him to Davenport. So I think Devin Bush is going to be a beast this year. And this won't be the end of the Devin Bush love. I, I agree. I, I couldn't – when you were looking at that draft, there was no better connection than Steelers and Devin Bush because just like you said, he, he fits that Ryan Shazier role so well of a middle linebacker in that system that can get um, sideline to sideline, and that's what they need. So, yeah, I agree. That's a home run. For sure, for sure. I'm going to go Ingram, Mark Ingram for the Ravens. Um, last year they had Gus Edwards who averaged 5.2 yards to carry, and I see like – Not too shabby. They're – their styles are kind of similar, although obviously Mark Ingram is more polished. He's a veteran. So I could see Mark Ingram coming in as a short-term solution to help him and Kenny Dixon, who they drafted a couple years ago, which has either been suspended, never been healthy, just not able to stay on the field. I think he, they want him, Kenny Dixon, to be that every down back, but things haven't played out that way. So I think Ingram bringing a veteran presence in, something they haven't had. I mean, they had Alex Collins there in the backfield for a little bit, but bringing Ingram in, who's been there and done that, uh, can help the development of Gus Edwards, can ease him along because he was taking a lot of hits last year. They were running the ball a fuck ton last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it eases the load on him, even though he's only a rookie. And it can help ease Kenneth Dixon back in now that you don't have to worry about uh, Collins being gone and it being just the full load on Edwards and Dixon. So I like the addition of Mark Ingram. It also helps Lamar Jackson. And I feel like his poise, knowing he has a veteran back there now who's tenured. Um, yeah, so I, I just think that's a big pickup for the Ravens who are looking to stay atop the AFC North. And something you didn't mention about Mark Ingram that could even help even more is he had 50 catches in three straight seasons before last year where he was suspended the first four games. So this is a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, and that's something that they don't really have. Something, yeah, Gus Edwards had two catches all of last right, year. Right, so, so Gus, he, Gus Edwards doesn't do it at all. Right. Kenneth Dixon does it a little bit, but he's not great at it. Well, he's never out there. Right. He's Word. a liability at this point. So that, that pass-catching prowess that he has where you can maybe um, – you know, especially do for couple, Lamar, if yeah, he's exactly. like, you know, whatever, running around, and you have the defense scrambling, you dump it off. Ingram can, you know, he probably has a shit ton of space. By that or a fake handoff to to Edwards with with, a, with Ingram leaking out. There's a lot yeah, of things they're going to get creative. With his they're going to get creative. Ability. I like him a lot in fantasy this year. Um, my my addition was is on the coaching side. I think the addition of Freddie Kitchens and Tom Mockin 
uh, for the Browns is going to be something that I'm keeping an eye on. I don't know if this is positive or negative yet because on the one hand, Baker Mayfield made an impression last year. And he made an impression when Freddie Kitchens mostly took over as the offensive coordinator after Hugh Jackson was fired. Well, Freddie Kitchens went from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator to head coach in less than a year. Right, So he doesn't even have a year's experience as a, co- a coordinator. So he goes to head coach, and there is something to be said about letting your quarterback dictate your franchise that much when your quarterback is 23 years old. I don't know. How, how old is, is Baker? 23, 24? I think, I think he's 24. 24, 24. 20, one of those two, right? So handing the keys to him like that is one thing that could go wrong. Another thing, Tom Mockin last year ran an air raid system out in, in uh, with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers took over any expectations that you had for that offense last year. Um, he brings that over, and there's already been some reports about Kitchens and and Mockin bumping heads. So in a situation with the with the Browns that could get circus-like a little bit, it's, it's a little bit odd that you have a first-year head coach who's 41 years old and who's never even had experience as an offensive coordinator, and then you bring in an offensive coordinator who's getting looked at for head coaching spots. The Jets looked at him for a head coaching spot. And you bring him in to play offensive coordinator, I think that has a little bit of recipe for disaster, or it could be the best thing we've ever seen. Did you see uh, Baker Mayfield already getting on uh, OBJ and Jarvis Landry for not running back to the quarterback when he's scrambling on the scrambling drills? Mm, you no, no. You haven't? I did, I did hear about he was that. Like, yeah. He was like, yo, I hold my guys accountable. He's like, and I expect them to do the same thing. If I'm fucking up, like they should be screaming at me too. So Gotta love it. I like it, but you know how Odell and Jarvis get. Like sometimes if you get screamed at by, a, especially a younger quarterback, I'll tell you take what. Take it though. the wrong way. I'm just saying. Like you mentioned, the possible the possibility of a circus. Like it's definitely there, and everyone knows that. And you already come out like the early days of training camp. Like yo, you have Baker Mayfield getting on these guys' cases for not hustling or coming back to the quarterback on scrambling drills. As as someone who's teaching in the South Bronx, I can tell you that sometimes the kids with the biggest personality are just looking for someone to discipline. For, for, to give them that discipline that they respect. So as I long honestly, as Baker's also, respecting what, on the field. Sorry. I, I also yeah. think that, like, I don't think that, call me crazy, but Jarvis Landry and Aldo Beckham, they don't strike me as people that aren't going to listen. Like, I don't think they're like, dude, enough. Like, I'm a star. Like, I'm not, like I, think they, <laughs> I think they actually do really want to win. And they're open to criticism, especially from your quarterback that like you got to listen to. And he's younger. He's your age. He's not fucking Eli who's throwing, you know. I was about to say, imagine going from Eli to Baker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's fucking Eeyore the donkey to fucking OBJ doesn't know what scrambling drills are. Eli yeah. doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a big Facts. adjustment for that boy. <laughs> Facts. That's for damn sure. I was going to say it's kind of crazy no one said Odell. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. But, I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Odell. It's a big addition. Uh, all right, what about the biggest subtraction? I'll start with this one off because I think it's the most obvious. Antonio Brown and Lev Bell finally being gone from the Steelers. I think that the Steelers have a history of kind of moving on from their stars, and it's worked out so far. But these are two of the biggest stars they've ever had. And when you're talking about Antonio Brown, you're not talking about Santonio Holmes. You're not talking about Plaxico Burris. You're not talking about Heinz Ward. These guys are guys that were good, but they were never on Antonio Brown's level. He's a different kind of guy. And you're replacing him with someone from outside of the organization right now in Dante Moncrief. And you have a slot receiver taking over as your number one receiver for the first time in your history of your franchise. On top of that, James Conner has been battling some injury issues, although he's an animal and I love James Conner. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how much, how long the Steelers can get away with this. If they can get away with it again, then hats off to you as a franchise. But if, if they finally feel 
the repercussions of not having a, a holy season with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. I don't think you should put Le'Veon Bell in that because he didn't play last year. I think what I think the thing that I would put for Le'Veon Bell is now that he's gone, it's almost addition by subtraction because they don't have to think about it anymore. That's right. I think that was a big distraction on that team all year last year. I agree, and I. It's funny because I feel like the fans' opinions of Le'Veon Bell, of, of, from what I see on Twitter, you know, time to time, differ from like the players because. The old linemen like were quick to turn their back on him last year with their comments in the media and all that. But fans will be like, "Yo, we respect Le'Veon Bell more than AB because AB took all the shots on the way out. Le'Veon Bell didn't take any shots. He just right. just like more business aspect of things. Like, I just want to get paid, and if they don't want to pay me, like you know, I'll go elsewhere." Yeah, the way AB did it was absolutely bitch made. Like AB is more of a villain in Pittsburgh, I feel, than Le'Veon Bell is. I would hate AB if I was a if I was a Steelers fan. I would hate him. How you not? How do you not play in the last week when you're playing for a playoff spot? Yeah, not even that. Like the immaturity on the way out about taking shots at Juju and all that stuff. Like, bro, and like, Ben and and Ben. Like, come on, bro. He looks like a guy that Antonio Brown, great player. He looks like a guy that I would never want to hang out with him. I tell guess. you this, I can't wait to see Hard Knocks though. Tuesday, first episode. Facts. Forgot Raiders. all about that. Let's go. I haven't watched Hard Knocks the last couple of years. I got soured it on betting on the Bucks content. and then seeing them fucking fall apart. It's so. good stuff. It's Remember good that. stuff. I'm not gonna lie. It is good stuff. Yo, my subtraction, Marvin Lewis. Good subtraction. About damn time. <laughs> you think he got sex taste? What do you think, Joe? Bro, someone Someone's has getting... something <laughs> yeah. that is important to someone. It's <laughs> the only reason why he had that job. Yeah, so I, I just think it's a change of uh, culture and regime. Zach Taylor comes in right away, gets a, has a tough, tough task at hand. They lose their first-round pick. To uh, Torn Labrum, I believe it is. He's out for the year, the offensive lineman. And then uh, A.J. Green's probably going to miss. It's up in the air, but he's probably not going to be ready for week one. Just Mike got A.J. The... Green in the fifth round of the Raz Bowl, like a, a fantasy experts mm. tournament. Post or pre-injury? Post-injury, fifth round. Okay. Fucking excited. I like if, that. If he misses two games, very Who cares? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I remember a couple years ago, I was taking Le'Veon Bell and, like, Arian Foster, like, high. Yo, like, yo, when they come back, I'm chilling. Is know? that not, like... I feel like that plays a lot into like league wide feel of a player. If they miss week one, it's like they automatically fall. Yeah, I ADP. Mean, like if they don't even have to be injured for long. It's like yo, he's not healthy to start the year. Like I don't know if I want to take a even shot. Even if this there's guy. rumors, Todd Gurley is going in the second round of a bunch of drafts. I've gotten Todd Gurley in the second round of both professional like pro drafts I've been in. Nice steal. Of course, I got Lev Bell and Todd Gurley at that point on one, in one team, and I got Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley in another. Like you're not you're not gonna beat that. You know what it is though, Zeke. I, I took Le'Veon Bell last year, and I'm having serious trust issues, like, True, considering Melgo or Zeke this year. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I can't the Melgo lie. stuff I was is... like, I don't even want to go through that stuff again. Melgo look, doesn't look like he's going to play. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. That's yeah. a different We'll thing. talk about that on the AFC East. Yeah. My yeah. bad, Nick. I no, no, that's fine. Like, Marvin Lewis, it was just, like, a matter of time. It, it's He overstayed his welcome, and I'm curious to see what that new regime is going to be like in Cincinnati. Because they got, they got a lot of things to improve on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You could even say they... Could have started over like this year with a quarterback, but right. keeping Dalton, I guess they still well, think I the window's open. Well, I just think that open. this this year, like you have incentive to tank, and also this is a good year to see like. That's it, why I thought they'd move on this of year, teams. like use a, a teams. Or throw whoever out there and like cut bait with Dalton because you have this class coming in next year. Right, right. you want to get. Especially if you're the Bengals, you want to get one of exactly. those guys. Unless Zach Taylor is is the quarterback whisperer. This he's another guy who's he's never even been an offensive coordinator. He was a quarterback coach last year. Word up, word Never up. even been an offensive coordinator. It's crazy how like the times we're living in right now. Just straight up promotions for thirty-five-year-olds who's never even coordinated. 
Speaking of, just because he just touched Sean McVay's shoulder, gotta do it sometimes. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm gonna go biggest subtraction. T Sizzle. Oh, nice. Um, the Ravens lost their linebackers. CJ Mosley and T Sizzle. First of all, Terrell Suggs. All right, like he hasn't been playing at a high level for a couple years now, but just his presence, like that dude, is a mouthpiece. And if he don't get you hyped to play, you shouldn't be playing at all. Um, and they didn't really do much. Sort of, they brought in Pernell McPhee from Washington and Shane Ray, who kind of flopped in Denver, is just like looking for a resurgence somewhere. So maybe he'll get the chance there. But they haven't done much to replace those guys. And when you lose a guy like Terrell Suggs, who's been the life of that franchise for the last. 10, 12 years, that's a big impact. I know they brought in Earl Thomas, who was a big culture guy. Like, that mm-hmm. dude is He's also a big a leader. Maker, difference maker because of how much field he covers. Right. He's a leader, too. I'm saying, like, for leadership-wise, like, he can replace Terrell Suggs in that department. But Terrell Suggs was the face of – he was Baltimore Ravens football for several years now. I want so, you guys, I think that's a big loss for them. Remember a name. Remember the name, boss. Matthew Judon. Matt Judon. I think that he's going to make people forget about T-Sizzle real quick. Matt Judon. Saying a lot. They also got Jalen Ferguson, who, um, our boy Davino, for some weird reason, because he's not like the biggest college football fan, was like, had a boner for him to go to the Pats. Yeah. He probably read an article. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> One article. Came from. Yeah. They, they signed Shane Ray, too. Who yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's like a reclamation. Like, yeah, he's a reclamation. He didn't do much in Denver. Facts. I love Shane Ray coming out of college. Too. I did too, man. I Mizzou. It's because Mizzou, like Mizzou, is putting out top talent like Sheldon Richardson, Shane Ray. They're Who's that? Good. Who's it? Michael? Um, Michael Sam. Michael Sam. Sam. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He, he just sucked, blood. right? He signed yeah. with the Cowboys for a little bit. Yeah, and, and he then, just, just couldn't cut it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. All right. So, a storyline in the AFC North. Um, you know, I'm going to piggyback off what Tim said about those coaches, but I think just like the Browns, like, yo, look, they've, they've won eight games in three years. And I, and I understand you have a new regime, you have a new quarterback. Baker wasn't there all, all those years, but like, yo, dog, they have like the fourth best odds in the AFC to win the AFC. They're the division favorite. There's a lot of smoke being blown up their ass, and I just think that now you're not flying under the radar, and people are expecting big things from you, and expectations can sometimes humble you, and they could they could bring you back down to earth. Not for nothing. This is a team that people are actually picking to like represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and I just think it's crazy. I, I'm not as confident as you are, Tim, about uh, Freddie Kitchens as a head coach. I just think he's the guy who has the makeup of just being an offensive coordinator, and... With, like, Baker, I like his swag and his persona, and he's embracing the idea of being the quarterback for Cleveland, but that's a lot of personalities on that team, man. We saw this once before with that Eagles team with Vince Young and Mike Vick, and then they brought in Asamua, Asamoga, whatever his name was, that Oakland Raiders DB. and Didn't they, like, claim Super Bowl before the season? Yeah, and it's like, yo, look, there's a lot. And you had, like, Greedy Williams, who hasn't played a snap in the league. He's like, yo, we going to the Super Bowl when he got drafted in the second round, and I think he's going to be a beast, but it's like, Pump the brakes. You have the worst tackling, worst offensive tackle situation probably in the NFL, in my opinion. And you lost Zietler, who's a super underrated player in that trade that the Giants got back. So just pump the brakes, man. I do think this is is the the boner team of the year so far in the NFL. I'm going to look at the other way and and say, all right, let's say that the Browns, and I don't think that the Browns succeeding is by any means um, something that we can take for granted. A lot of people are doing that. But... Is this the new era of the AFC North? For a long time, it's been the Steelers on top and the Ravens kind of 
back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. But now you're looking at the Baker Kitchens duo with the Browns, right? OBJ comes in. That's he, a great play on words, by the way. Baker Kitchens? Or- oh, Baker Kitchens. Oh, wow. Nice. Baker in the Kitchens? You just accidentally stumbled upon that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I never thought of that. I don't know why. So they're cooking. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so they're they're getting it started. And then you got, like Nick was saying, Zach Taylor bringing that youthful energy, you know, from a coaching tree that has definitely bore fruit in the past. And then you got the Ravens even changing up everything and going to a completely new offense with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, the Steelers are still doing the Steelers thing. So will it be the same thing where the Steelers will go along and following their formula continue to succeed or is it a new era in the AFC North? I think it's a, I think it's going to be an interesting division this year. I think there's a lot, what this looks like after week eight in the midpoint of the season might not be what this division looks like week 16. Like that's the type of shit where I think it's going to be back and forth. And some teams might get hot at some time. Some teams might get cold. Some teams might take a little while to develop because the, the Browns got a really hard schedule to start the year. Hell yeah. And that, and that includes a, a game against the Jets who, we in there. That's that's one of their easier games. <laughs> Not for I'm real. So that. in there. I've been yeah, talking about that game. That's for one months. of the easier games. You know what I mean? And that's like and that's Monday Night Football on the road against a team that's also like kind of like you trending just, up, right? Yeah, trending up. So it's it's a tough one. It's a tough. Slide. It's also the, the that narrative of him and Darnold, the first two quarterbacks off the board in their draft class. I, I, they need That'll, revenge for last and year. And they're back, running it back, like back from last year. The Browns broke the curse against them. Yeah, I think Browns Jets is going to be a marquee matchup for a few years to come. There's a lot of storylines in that game. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mad storylines. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers moving on from the, the Killer Bees movement. Uh, Le'Veon Bell gone. Like Tim said, A.B. gone. But also you can throw in Martavis Bryant, who's been gone for a little while. That whole new offense is made over. Uh, James Conner, right? We saw it was his first year handling full duties. And he kind of crashed and burned a little bit towards the back end of the season. And I feel like that's to be expected of a college running back. I mean, he's been, he's been in the NFL for a couple years, but... It's different when you're in college and you only have to play 12 games to playing into and through December mm. in the cold and getting hit in those long practices. So let's see what he's got in year two. I want to see if he can actually make it through a full season because he was killing it through the first two months of the season. And then who's going to step up out wide? They brought in Dante Moncrief and they have James Washington. I feel like James Washington needs to – if he can follow that narrative of – the Steelers selecting wide receivers in the draft and them flourishing. Word. He's like right in line for that. So him behind Juju, that could be a nice one too for the tail end of Big Ben's career for the next two or three years. Not for nothing too. I, I like Moncrief. I think he's a good player. I, I do too. And I think like they lost like that talent. You lose that talent like Le'Veon Bell and AB in one offseason. And you think, damn, like that offense has just been wiped out. But yo, they still have top tier talent. They, they do. On yeah. offense. I, and it's I, like they've replaced these guys. I, They're I set up like, to win, like now. Like I don't know where he. Where's like Vance McDonald in tight end rankings? Like I'm not saying eighth, he's eighth, ninth. Like yo, he's nice. He's yeah. a ball for them too. He's serviceable, like yeah, he's, for sure. He's good player. He, he's he was great from when they picked him up in the like that trade deadline move when he came over from San Francisco. And he like, is the man because they got rid of Jesse James too. So he is it's just the man now. now. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about that. I think one of the reasons why they got rid don't of go, Jesse don't. James is because. Jesse remember what he remember that run he had last year where he stiff armed? Oh my time god! Yeah, that was a prime time game. Yeah, for six. Put him, put him on the map. Put him on the map. Yeah, yeah. Scored like an eighty yard touchdown. God, I loved that game. I had mad money on the Steelers. We, we kept. We all said we're like, yo, back against the wall. Pittsburgh Monday night. Yeah, they were crazy. like, oh yeah, one and one because they tied and then they lost and it was like, yo, oh, they're a dog to Tampa Bay. Good times. Good times. The Bucks. 
Any other storylines we got going on right here? That's it. Nah, I think that's it for the North. I'm about to spit that, some flames North. for the NFC. No, I'm, just yeah. like, I'm just warning you right now. You definitely f- picked this. Get your flame retardant like, suits ready. Hey, man. That sounded like a word you're not supposed to say, okay? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it. it's the right way to say it. Flame retardant. Damn. I'm not making fun of anyone. He's playing with fire, dog. It's fucked up, bro. What? They're cold. (laughs) It's fucked up that you would talk about flames that way. Uh, All right, so we're gonna we're gonna switch over to the (laughs) NFC North now. We got Vikings, Packers, uh, Tim, and the Detroit Lions. Uh, So Tim, go ahead. Yeah, Tim and the Detroit Lions. Well, the Chicago Bears. We know that. (laughs) We know that is who you are. I'm assuming there's gonna be a tattoo coming soon. Um, maybe, maybe if they win the Super Bowl, maybe I'll make Nick get it. I'm gonna get you a, like a get Mitchell Trubisky like um, um, uh, woman's yeah. jersey. Yo, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 willing to make any wager you want on the under nine and a half wins. Ooh. You wanna you wanna pick? Want to do a tattoo wager? No no no, we're not we're not getting <laughs> no. Yeah, that's dog. od. I, I will I am willing I, to bet that. I will. I will you do I'll, a tattoo I'll, wager? On what? On the I'm Bears general, winning nine like and a half in games? Any, nah, I, would, I wouldn't do a tattoo wager. Um, it depends on the tattoo. How much a tattoo is? Like a hundred bucks. I'll do that. Hundred dollars. I'm, I'm I'm willing to donate to like something. I know you always do like uh, a lot of good shit for like your students and whatnot. I'm more than happy to. All right. How about this? Uh, fifty bucks to the charity of your choice. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll shake the hands. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nick's yeah. got the under. I got the under. So they win ten games and. Uh, well, I think they're gonna win thirteen t- to fourteen games show. this year. So that's like five games of a cushion. I'm gonna go with that. Oh, man. All 14 right. games that we talked about. When they're me. seven and wow. nine, you're gonna be hating yourself. Yeah, man, this is it's uh, it's hard to believe a team that won 12 games can win 13. You said so, 14. I mean, Carolina 14. won. Carolina 14. won 15. The next year they won seven. So like, it's not like out of I mean, the all right. But Green Bay won 13. The next year they won 14. They also, like, it's things have happened in both ways. Yeah, they also brought in Chuck Pagano. That that's, that's cool. a step down from Fangio. I mean. And it's an Arguably, last time Chuck Pagano was a defensive coordinator, he allowed 11 throwing touchdowns in the season. That was about a decade ago. This is <laughs> what happens when you talk about this. Like AFC. <laughs> a decade <laughs> ago? I mean, it, it was what it was. And then he was a head coach for a successful team. Uh, all right. <laughs> so let's start with the biggest addition in the uh, NFC North. I'll go with, um, I'm, I'm going to go with two guys. Sort of like Tim's mo of always picking more than one person. I pick two guys for this too. Right, I, I, I'm just Tim never can just <laughs> yeah. never follow, follow the rules. I'm just Can't. going with the Packers defense, uh, uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, two linebackers that they bring in in free agency. Spent some big money to get those guys in, and I just think that you know they lose Clay Matthews, sort of like a staple of that defense, and I do think that like the Smith guys are big and especially like defensively, man, it's. It's going to come to Aaron Rodgers. We know about that. Like, Shady Rodgers, his last 50 games, I saw his QBR is, is like, borderline top 10 in the league. He's still playing off, like, him being so ridiculous and whatnot all these years. But I think him having a good defense and them spending money on defense, I think, is big. And I think those guys in the middle of the defense, what a catch right there as my phone was about to hit the ground. (laughs) Um, I think think it's going to be very important. So those two guys in the middle, the, the Smith boys, I think, are the biggest addition in that division. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off that. I had Darius Smith too, but also like Rashawn Gary. Like they got they got younger. They got rid of Mo Wilkerson, Clay son. Matthews, veterans. They and, just dropped Mike Daniels as well. And Mike Daniels. So they brought in the Smith guys, like Preston Smith and Zadarius, and he brought in Rashawn Gary through the draft. So they're trying to get after the quarterback more. That's for sure. And Zadarius had eight and a half sacks in Baltimore last year. 
So we know what he can do. And Preston had a solid year in Washington. And then it's all about Rashawn Gary. He's raw. He can come around the edge quick. But does can he develop some moves? Because quick feet and beating people off the edge doesn't just work in the NFL. You got to have a move. So Everybody if he can, can develop. Yeah, yeah. But if he can develop, he's got to develop a move. And uh, we'll see how fast he comes along. But to bulk, bulk up that defense when you already know what you have on the other side of the ball, that was I think this, that was a monster all season for the Packers. I mean, sure. I, I'm going to go with defense as well. You want to talk about I was that? Say, because I'm like, about to go on a rant. They also brought in Adrian Amos, too, from Chicago. That's, that's a big loss for your boys over there. I mean, they replaced him with your guys, you know, loved of your life. Ha ha, Clinton. Bates. Yeah, but that's a fault. No. Who made, by the way, made $3.5 million in a year where safeties were making $70 million. So, you know, you must, he, must, he must be great. Um, so, no, just bust was not the proper term to apply to that. Guy. I mean, for a second round pick. Who's been on three teams and by his fourth a, season? Had, All right. All right. So, NFC North additions. I'm going the defensive side too, but I'm not going with the Packers. I'm going with the Lions because they not only got the Packers' best defensive lineman in Mike Daniels, they also added Trey Flowers. Now, you add them to Snacks, who they got, who's Damon Harrison, who they got week six last year. That might be the best run defense in the league. Let me ask you guys a question because the Lions were such a shit show the first six weeks of the season, that people just stopped paying attention to them. Do you guys know where the Lions' defense defense ended in total defense last year? 12. I thought it was pretty bad, to be honest, because they regressed on their Matt Patricia, like, cumulatively. I don't know. Tenth. They were, a, they were a top 10 defense. After they got snacks, the, by the way, they were top 10 defense, despite the fact that their offense only converted third downs. 25th most in the league. They were 25th in third down conversions. So they didn't get no help from their offense at all. They went from allowing 139.9 rushing yards per game last season to 56 rushing yards per game. And they saw the, the fruits of that labor. It's a trickle-down effect. Let me, tell you, let me tell you how it goes. You now add two premier run stuffers on each side of Damon Harrison, right? Now you make teams one-dimensional. You make them have to pass. That gives a guy like Darius Slay, who's a big play guy, big and play Grover, Grover Quinn, who's also a turnover kind of ball hawk, ball hawk, they have more freedom. They can run around. They can move. They don't have to be in the box for the run. Now, what happens when teams have to pass more? Time of possession gets flipped. Mm -hmm. The Lions start to get the ball more. Now you're playing Patriots football. They brought into Daryl. They brought in Daryl Bevel, excuse me, at offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks in their Super Bowl years. He wants to run the rock. Nine of the top ten teams in rushing attempts last year were playoff teams. That's because they controlled the clock. Since four years ago, we started the show. Since four years, I've been saying that one of the most one of the biggest correlations you could see between teams that make the playoffs and teams that don't is time of possession. Those teams that have 30, 30 in one second and up are more likely to do that than teams that have 30 seconds and bad. The Lions could really surprise people this year because it all starts with that offensive line. They, in, in fact, I think, you know how the Saints came out of nowhere a couple years ago to be the best defense in the league, and then the Bears came out of nowhere to, to be the best defense in the league? Right. I think the Lions have the ability to come out of nowhere and be the best defense in the league this year. Hmm. So I think that the Lions' addition of Mike Daniels and Trey Flowers is... Something that's being slept on a little bit. Those are my biggest additions. All right. What you got, boss? I gave mine already. That's right. Pack <laughs> D, baby. It's pack D. All right. Uh, subtractions. I'm going to go with another head coach. I'm going with Mike McCarthy. I think 
now Ooh. yeah this is so like this is um i don't know whether it's addition by subtraction because because aaron Rodgers, for as great as he is one of the reasons why we like him is we always say oh shit he makes so many wild plays and he's a, he's an improv guy right when the play breaks down that's where him carson wentz pat mahomes russell wilson really become the quarterbacks that we know and love so a lot of times, Aaron Rodgers, not for nothing, was a guy who kind of ad-libbed and did his own thing out of the pocket. So that's why him and McCarthy had beef. And last year, PFF does this thing where like, they track balls thrown out of bounds or balls thrown on purpose, like grounding kind of plays. And he had like the most in the NFL by like 25 throws. And it's like the most all time. Like, it was just ridiculous how... So, it, it seemed like when you would watch him, because I went back and watched Rodgers, because, like, there were some people saying that he might be, like, falling off. He's on the downside. But I just felt like he would get a play call, and he wouldn't like it, and he would just, like, purposely just throw the ball out of bounds. So, without McCarthy there, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of put, put up or shut up for Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. They haven't really been... They've been a team that's been ruined by this overtime rule which i've gone on record to say many times that you know i think both teams should get a chance to respond um but yeah yo it's kind of put up a shut up for rogers like the main source according to you was mccarthy being why you were struggling so much now with him not there like you got you got to ball out you got to be an mvp candidate again especially when everyone kind of knows you're a dick like Aaron Rodgers is one of those people who everyone knows is a dick. Yeah. Well, after that fucking huge report came out, right. like, it's pretty obvious. And the now. fact he doesn't talk to his parents. Well, his brother like publicly called right, him out. Right, right, right. You know, his brother. Who well goes, documented, this guy's a cock. Yeah. <laughs> big fat cock. He probably has a big to fat cock, too. Yo, I'm, my subtraction is Vic Fangio. It's funny that you mentioned that because I do, I do see a, a, a place where the Bears are not as good. Oh, In terms the of, hedge! Listen. The Tim Hedge. Nah, because I think that... I he's think already second-guessing his He's bro. already second-guessing Listen, second listen the, I'm talking about the defense because I think the offense is going to be so much better it's going to make up for that. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. Um, so Vic Fangio leaving. Look, Chuck Pagano's the replacement I told you. He Last time he was the Ravens defensive coordinator, third in overall defense. Ten right? years ago. Ten, all right, it was in 2011, so it was, it was eight years ago, first of all. And second of all, <laughs> he allowed 11 <laughs> passing TDs on a whole season. Now, look. The Bears' defense is super talented. Eddie Jackson, I really think, is on, on pace to be a household name. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a defensive player of the year this year, right? Khalil Mack is an animal, obviously. And you can't double-team him because Akeem Hicks is there. Then you got Kyle Fuller on, on the outside. Uh, Prince Mukamara, who both played well. Kyle Fuller, who got on the p- top 100 players list after kind of being a bust. They are able to play so great because Eddie Jackson is so good and because there's so much pressure on the quarterback. So was it... The, fa- the the Fangio scheme that made it that way, or was it the um, was it the the talent? And I think a lot of it is going to be said for that. So if the Bears, if it was the talent, the Bears should be right where they were. If it's not the talent and they end up like sixth in the league in, in, in defense, you know the offense will make up for that this year. So uh, the Bears uh, and Vic Fangio is the biggest subtraction. All right, my biggest subtraction. You haven't talked about this aspect of the Bears yet, but special teams. Cody Parkey, they haven't found a kicker yet. Elliot, they brought in Elliot Fry, who has been out of school for three years and hasn't took taken one kick in the NFL. Uh, he did kick in for the AF though and went fourteen of fourteen, so that's different. And uh, Eddie Pinheiro, I think, is the other guy they have. So, sure, all that is good and great, but what happened last season? They came down to a a field goal, Thanks. and they blew it. And Cody Parkey has been pretty good in his career. He was ninety percent the year before that in 2017. In Miami. But last year, he wasn't so good in the Windy City. Uh, 
one of the toughest places to kick in football is the windy is Chicago because of the wind. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do. They ran Cody Parkey out of town. There was no way they were going to bring him back, and they didn't do much to replace him. So what's going on with the kicking situation? That's my subtraction slash what's going on over there. I don't know how you can't find a kicker. I feel like in Madden, like even if you go to free agency, there's a mad kicker. You're like, all right, like. Bro, you know kickers saying? have a job one day and they don't have a job the next. That's what I'm saying. There should be like thousands. Dude, remember Banter Jack when he used to play with the Colts? Yeah. It's like the most accurate kicker ever. And then he missed that kick in the playoffs and then like his whole career derailed. You mean the idiot kicker? Do you guys remember that? No. Our idiot kicker, Peyton Manning. You guys are going to go listen to our idiot kicker. You guys don't remember that? They had mad beef. That sounds said very unpaid. He said idiot life. kicker because uh, Vander Jack like threw him under the bus. And he's like, we we got, went out here, played a whole game, and you're going to listen to our idiot kicker? That's great. Yo, no, I, know, I can't believe you guys that. don't remember that. Oh, that I was got, like, I got a clip. I got that a clip. was fucking beef. Hey, Liquored up. Yo. 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 That is beyond beef. beef. He said he got uh, liquored up. Liquor That's personal. Up. Yeah. Damn. No curtsy. <laughs> that was during an interview at the fucking Pro Bowl. Have a, this is on vacation. You're yeah. saying this shit. I think it's because he was talking shit about Peyton Manning. That's back when he wasn't clutch and everyone knew it. So they were like, they, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's because of blah, 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 blah. Nah, bro. Not, nah, bro. Nah. I think we we know who won that beef. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vander Jack was probably like 85 years old at the time. Bless you. Yeah. Good and tight. I feel like Peyton Manning's been 85 years old his entire career. Yeah. It was like <laughs> growing up it was like Vanderjack and Morton Anderson. Wow. They were like four, Wow Morton Anderson. They were like ninety five year old. He kickers. might still be playing. Bro, and Vinatari's he might. still doing it. Vinatari's yeah, Vinatari's the modern day Morton Anderson. Unbelievable. That's setting all the records. Yo, my storyline, yeah, I kinda touched on it before with uh with Rogers, but it's yo, it's I do think it's kinda put up or shut up. You have no more excuses. McCarthy's not there. Your offense should be a lot better. You get Aaron Jones back for pretty much a whole season. He balled out last year. You do have one of the better offensive lines that I think doesn't get the appreciation they deserve. You know, they've had a lot of guys go like Bakhtiari goes to the Pro Bowl. Um, they they used to have uh, fuck, why is his name uh, Lang used to play there. He was a guy that was on the Pro Bowl, so like he's always had a pretty decent offensive line. And Devontae Adams, I think Devontae Adams this year is going to be in your top three wide receiver. Devontae yeah, Adams, I came into our fantasy draft last year. I was like, yo, I know who I'm taking in the second round. No matter where I'm taking, no matter where I'm picking in the second round, and he fell to me at the back end of the second round. I was hyped. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a beast, man. That's my best pick. The rest, not so much. <laughs> MVS, uh, Geronimo. So they have they have some weapons on that team, and, and Damn, no Geronimo though. Yeah, no Come Geronimo. I mean, yo, go. you said Lamar like eight times before. You didn't even hit me with a real Lamar. No, I didn't. Yeah, oh, Lamar. I said it like once. Nah, you said it like twice. Hey, yo, Lamar. Yeah, nah, I was feeling better. <laughs> But yeah, like yo, Rogers, you got no more excuses, man. And they went out and they signed four legitimate defensive players, and they spent the first round pick on a defense once again. Like, come on, dog, show us why you're the truth. Um, I my storyline is the Bears' offense. Uh, I think if the Bears' offense is ready to take the next step, then you're gonna see a team that is going to run the NFC and be the the clear front runners and number one uh, seed in the NFC. Um, I think right now it's between them, the Rams. I think the Eagles are up there, mm-hmm. and I think 
probably the Saints, but I don't know if they they can even run the South right now. So I I think I think I gotta see I gotta see Drew Brees this year. I gotta see if he's if he's still the guy. But uh, in order for the one thing that Nick is right about when he has his bear takes is that it's gonna be on Mitch Trubisky. And can Mitch Trubisky take that next step? Look, he has flaws in his game. This is something that we all know. Um, but the flaws are youth related. Um, this is his second year with Matt Nagy. That was his first season. Matt Nagy himself said he was learning a new language back then. Now we're fine-tuning it. Now he's going to be in his element. The best thing I like about Mr. Bisky, and this is something that you could find in all the young QBs when they're clutch, even today, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, they showed this in, in, on their way to greatness. He's at best in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Three game-winning drives last year. Trubisky's passer rating in, in overall amongst all quarterbacks, 17th. In the last seventh, seven minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime, fifth, up to 115. In contrast, Jared Goff went from eighth overall during the game down to um, 30th, right? So that's why I like a guy like Mitch over a guy like Goff because I see that clutch gene. More than that, he faced 131 third downs last season. He converted 64 of them, 16 of those with his legs. That's 48% of them. To put that into perspective, Pat Mahomes threw for 64 first downs through the air last year. That's the same as the MVP. Number one, uh, every quarterback has, that has that clutch gene gets better. Number two, he plays more freely in the clutch, and that's why I like what I see going forward. The mistakes that he makes are all mistakes of overthinking. When he doesn't have to think, he's much better. And now he's in the second year of a system. Let's go back to North Carolina. One year... Uh, starter at North Carolina, then one year under uh, John Fox, then one year under Matt Nagy. This is the kid's first time ever having the same system twice. And he's super talented, and he can run. On top of that, they add David Montgomery. You saw that Andy Reid likes to use one back. And the reason why he likes to use one back is that whole offensive scheme is based on misdirection and reading the defense at the line. When you have a back that can catch and run, it's so much more effective than when you have a guy like Jordan Howard who's only going to run or a guy like Tariq Cohen who's always going to pass. On top of that, I think Anthony Miller is on deck for a great season. Last year, he was in the top 85% when it came to getting separation, and that's in his rookie season. Rookie wide receivers never do well. He's coming into his second year. A lot of people are talking about him as Doug Baldwin because he's 5'10", Doug Baldwin's 5'10", and they both have a knack for the end zone. If you watch his film in the end zone, it's not luck that he's getting the targets. It's because he's open, because Mm. he's finding those soft spots. And um, Trey Burton is a tight end that I really like. Their offensive line is good. And Matt Nagy is a. Matt Nagy was his first year, he was the coach of the year. And he brought his quarterback up in quarterback ranking, I mean, QBR, from bottom 20 to third in the league. Sign me up for that every single day. I know what a I know what a trending up team looks like. This is what a trending up team looks like. So I think that the offense for the Bears is ready to take the next step. And if they do, good luck NFC. If they don't, then I'm going to be owing fifty dollars to my favorite charity. I yeah I I just think that there's a lot of red flags. I think with the Bears, like they're playing they're playing a first place schedule. Last year they played a last place schedule. Um, more tape on Trubisky, like you're saying, that was his first legitimate season. Um, year in year out defenses are not always the number one defense in the league and you know they scored like double digit touchdowns didn't they last year or close to it defensively so I do think that they got bailed out from that too so 
Let's see, man. Look, if, if Trubisky takes the next step and he becomes – he takes the step that, like, Goff did, then, yeah, I'm going to owe you money. But for the most part, I just think that there's a lot of concerns for the hype train that is Chicago. I'm moving over to Detroit for my storyline. I got T- – is TJ Hawkinson the next great tight end? Um, the Lions – kind of have their guys outside now. It's Kenny Galladay who stepped up the last year mm-hmm. and Marvin Jones. And they went out, they let Golden Tate go. Obviously, they traded him last year to Philly. And they brought in Amendola, who's familiar with Patricia. So they have right. their inside guy. And the final piece of the puzzle is TJ Hawkinson, who they took early. Now, will it be another giant mistake like Eric Ebron was? I thought Eric Ebron was like the next big thing coming out. When he when they took him, uh, kind of went to the Jets to take him. And he never put it together in Detroit. Um, so now it's going to be TJ Hawkinson. He doubled his production from freshman to sophomore year. He's a young guy still. Um, so he, they need time to develop, but they also need him to step in right away. So he's going to hopefully contribute from day one for them. And he's probably going to be a 600 yard tight end. I think from, uh, the first from the get go. And, and I know you guys over at Brodo, you always say avoid rookie tight ends. Like it's never smooth transition, but I think TJ Hawkinson is just different. 3.3% 3.3% of rookie tight ends have 500 or more yards in their rookie season. So if he puts up 600 yards, it doesn't sound like a lot. That would be a giant, giant, like really giant accomplishment. Yeah. Last person to do was Evan Ingram, who was forced into, forced into all the targets. Yeah, because like healthy all, all 27 wide receivers went down. And right. So they <laughs> and, had no other guy out there. He's getting like 12 targets a game. So. Right. You don't see that. Unless you're the Patriots and you have two rookie, <laughs> you have two rookies that do it in the same year. Yeah. Which is Phenoms. Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. Which it's it's hard to believe. Isn't it hard to believe that Rob Gronkowski's out of the league? He's not out of the league though. Yeah, he did like you're making it seem like he's like he nah, like outgrew the league. Like he retired early. Yeah. That's true, but still like he like Rob Gronkowski, I feel like, is like Bro, I don't he know, can play man. for another four years though. Yo, Brady was But can he though? He's like breaking down. No, Yo. I know, but I'm saying for his age, like, oh, like age wise, but he, yeah. his body wise, he's Dude, probably like fifty. Imagine someone comes up to you. Nine years ago, ten years ago, and they're like, "Yo, who's gonna retire first, Brady or Gronk?" Yeah. What odds? Are they <laughs> you? He was thirty-two years old, Brady. Yeah, and Gronk is out the league or thirty-one. Thirty. He was over thirty. And like this kid was twenty-one years old coming in, and you're like, "Yo, son, I'll take that bet. That's a lock." Shout out oh, to Impy. That's a lock. I would have taken that bet. That's before he went on the Tom Brady diet. Sam, Sam Darnold's gonna retire before Brady. So avocado. Ice imagine. Yo, that Tom Brady dieted. Yo, I've been I've been doing what Tom Brady has told me to do. I came back from my bachelor party. I was 229. Today I stand before you at 214. By next week, I hope to be down to 205. By, By my next wedding. week. By what my wedding. Fuck? By my wedding. So we can. Uh, that's a lot, bro. You're gonna get that sick. That is a fuck ton. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm, talking about I'm like taking tw- in like 600 calories and working out. Like I'm, I'm taking in negative calories at this point. 600 calories. Like you, I'm not eating you anything. Drinking like a, like you eating like a leaf or something. Is it? I'm, <laughs> this morning I had one chicken souvlaki, and then I had um, cabbage. And another chicken zulaki for lunch. And then I had a piece of salmon and uh, cauliflower rice for dinner. Damn, you eat like a guinea pig, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm about, to go to, I'm about to go to Europe and fuck up my entire health organs. So I, I got to do the it. system. Yeah, really, really like. I'm going to go there and eat pizza my first day. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I got an I got a, um, allergy list. Dude, you want to hear what I'm, I'm allergic to real quick before we go? In case you guys are wondering. <laughs> yeah. I'm lactose intolerant. I'm allergic to apples. What? Yeah, I know, right? I'm allergic to um, grass. I'm allergic to dirt. I mean, uh, weeds. I'm allergic to... Damn, damn. the <laughs> Not that weed. Uh, at least I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm allergic to 
Dogs and Cats. That's awful. And there's a few other ones. Yo, that you're I'm a sick to. freak. Yo, Yo, being allergic to crazy, dogs has bro. to be one of the worst allergies that mankind can. Nah, don't no, worry. Grass. What the fuck? I'm gonna get myself a dog like yours, hypoallergenic. Like I'm out here. You my mom's allergic to dogs too. The they ones I like shed. They don't. Yeah, yeah. My dogs get don't the shed hypoallergenic either, yeah. ones and be chill. Also, bro, just getting a dog that doesn't shed is fire. Oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't. In the cleaning department. Yo, I was <laughs> the whole other like responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's dude. Anytime I see uh, like vacuuming. What's what's Eric's dog's Two name? Meister. Meister. Dude, anytime I see Meister anywhere, it just grazes your side. It's like a fucking fur ball all over. Yeah. Yo, I was at the LIC Piers and I saw a Shiba Neo. You guys ever seen that dog? I don't know what that is. It looks like Are you a, saying that right? Yes, yeah. I am. That it sounds like a Japanese dish. Yeah, right? Hey, yo, listen, listen. Yo, look it, <laughs> it, look it up, son. Sauce. I didn't know it, you were talking looks, about a dog. Shiba, the way like it sounds, and then I-N-U. It looks like a fox. Yo, it's the most beautiful dog I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And I have three. Is that the one you put on Twitter that you yes, couldn't stop thinking yeah, about it? Yeah, I'm like, it? yo, I couldn't stop thinking about this it, shit? dude. Yeah, bro. That shit was so gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's it a, was a. This shit looks like that Pokemon Arcanine. Bro, it was a beautiful ass dog. Shiba Inu. And and they listen and the, I was talking to the owner I was like yo I'm I can't stop looking at your dog and she was telling me she's like yo it obeys it's it's a mad smart Damn. dog you know what's crazy it's mad cute as a child and then it's like mad like like respectable and and like uh, dapper as an old dog yeah like mad like it mad looks like a mad respect. elegant yeah elegant and fucking it looks like it could survive in the wild it does and, like, yeah it, like hangs out near it's a river savage so it's a savage but it's also a gentleman yeah and it's also cute and lovable. Nick, yeah. I think you might be onto something here. I, I like it. I'm in. I'm in. I think it might be. Is it hypoallergenic? Nah, it does shed. Uh, <laughs> damn it's him. It's fine oh, no, for you. Out of the running. <laughs> yep. Good night. Yeah. Fuck that. Okay, you do. Shibinu. Yeah, it literally says hypoallergenic. <laughs> no. I was like, does Nick know what he's talking about? <laughs> Temperament: charming, fearless, keen, alert, confident, and faithful. Yeah. So they won't cheat on it's you. It's a savage. I mean. What about the dog, though? You're talking about me over here. <laughs> yeah, you're real fearless. <laughs> you're real keen. You know, I, you know, I, I try to stay keen. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that is all for the uh, AFC and NFC North. That take care. That takes care of that. For sure. And right. We'll touch on that uh, when we get to the preview show at the end of the summer. But yeah, that is all for this week's episode. Boss, where are they going to find you? At Endevito27 on Twitter and the Gram. Tim. You can find me at Timpatrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. BrotoFantasy.com and BrotoFantasy for all of your fantasy football needs. It's go time right now, and we are geared up for it. We are bringing you team previews every single day in August. So even on Saturdays and Sundays, you will have Broto on your timeline. It'll be digestible, short episodes, 15 to 20 minutes. Get it in there. Get the information you need. Go into your drafts as the most educated person. And we're giving you the regular Wednesday episodes as well. So um, come join Brodo. The content machine is churning out some shit. Fire, by the way. I checked out the charges when you dropped the first Thanks, one. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. I made And I made that intro myself. It took me mad long. <laughs> yeah, that looked like very involved. Yeah. Uh, Nick? You can find me at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets. Impy and I did a breakdown of the AFC win totals on Degeneration Bets. Also, DraftKings released the week one salaries for the NFL. It's the longest time we have between prices dropping and kickoff at any point during the regular season. So go check those two episodes out. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you guys can follow me on social media at Joe Santagato. Go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Patreon that's set up. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Yeah, because we're going to, uh, hate to cut you off, we're going to do the pick and pool again this year. So get in. It's you have to be in by August. 
If you want to be in there, chance at, to win some money, pick against us also. Get in there. Yep, and that is all. See you guys next time. Peace.